Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed muddled meh Mediocre and maritime movies of hey. film history. I'm Matt. I'm James. I'm Cassandra. Uh, and yeah, we're joined today by a guest. Haven't had a guest in quite a few episodes. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, today we're joined by another uh, goofy goober. Another goofy goober, <laughs> musical theatre extraordinaire, friend of the podcast, and uh, SpongeBob aficionado, Catherine Gavigan Vinny. Oh, Welcome Hello. to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on to watch this movie. It's a great honor. I feel like my whole life has led up to this moment potentially. I'm just like, um, I, look, there, there's always the time where like people, you know, will just suggest a particular film, and you're mm. like, that's just jump to the front of the queue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just felt right. Um, mm. Yeah, I think this movie played a pivotal role in our lives. Yes, definitely. definitely. So. It was good to go back and rewatch it because I don't think I had watched it since then. I think so I definitely about. watched it like a few times the year it came out, but probably not that yeah. much since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and we've 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 picked up on a past relationship here, guys. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we're gonna get into it when we start yeah. talking about the main. Okay. Film. All right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but in, what's everybody been up to since the last last recording? Not not much time has passed. Not much. Trying to stay at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Just Omicron has picked up. Stay I healthy. Guess. Yeah. Things are things are going not so great in that the the world. Um, Thankfully, none of us have had it yet. Yeah. So, lucky. You know, we're all at a wooden table right yeah. now. We're we're touching the wood. Touching the wood. Yeah. Um, but much so to James's chagrin. All of us yeah. have our health. <laughs> which is great um yeah uh should we just jump on into a pop corner guys yeah, so yeah let's, let's, let's escape us. yeah and head into the world of of fantasy and entertainment pop 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 corner um so uh, james and i just finished a television series actually matt started and finished the same I television did, yes. series last night uh the after party um, which uh, I strongly uh, would recommend. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, by Chris Miller of Lord and Miller fame, but I think it's mostly Christopher Miller, not he, the Lord. I think Lord did he did some, some elements, but yeah, he's not like the, the showrunner on it. Uh, and it's a, a murder mystery series. Uh, I assume it's just like a one-off mini, limited miniseries. I, I don't think, think it was planned so, yeah. for a future thing. Um, but basically we are at a high school reunion um, party uh, in which one of the previous high school stars has now become a, a famous pop star, and this famous pop star is now found murdered. Uh, and so then we've got to work out which of the people attending the, the high school reunion after party was the murderer. Um, and it's got a really big stellar cast. Mm. Um, Tiffany Haddish is the, the policeman, the policeman who's doing yeah. the detecting on the case. Um, and then you've got among your your suspects, you have uh, got, Alana Glazer. Yeah. Um, ben Schwartz, uh, like a, a lot of different sort of comedic yeah. actors that have um, done different things. Sam Richardson, Richardson. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Who's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, from Veep and Detroiters. Um, who else is there? You've got Zoe Chow, who I actually don't know where I she's I don't know. From. She was nice. I like her. She was nice. Yeah. There was Jamie Dimitriou, who is like just pops up here and there. He's like in Fleabag as the guy with the rat teeth. And, oh, like, he was. Um, yeah, him, him and his sister Natasha are just like, I think they're in What We Do in the Shadows. Maybe that's just her. But he's around. He's really carved out his niche as like weird, uncomfortable Uncomfortable man. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And our pop star is Dave Franco. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, part of the conceit of this show is that each, uh, like, we, we, we're going through each character's testimony um, also, as they talk um, to, yeah. Ike Barinholtz playing, playing, playing role, the same age as the rest of the characters, but also playing finally. Your, yeah, exactly. 15 <laughs> years his junior, <laughs> finally. Um, but yeah, so the, the sort of premise of the show is like, as each of them are doing their testimony, uh, we're in like a different genre of their retelling. So like the first character we see, uh, we have like a, a kind of art film, black and white version of the her testimony. The first one is a, a rom-com. Uh, no, that, that's the, 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 the art anyway. film's first, and then the oh, rom-com yes, is yes, like the right. same yeah, episode. Yeah. We have like a, a rom-com version, we have an action version, we have like an animated film um, version. Uh, and they were kind of to match that particular suspect's kind of... Um, point yeah. of view of the world point of view uh yeah it's a lot of fun um yeah i think you can your mileage may vary about in terms of like it's mystery like plotting <laughs> yeah. difficulty difficulty like uh yeah james lucas and i all like uh, immediately caught like you know had the yeah. same guess the entire way through for who the person was i uh, thought it was correct. too obvious matt Honestly. like matt dismissed our choice because he thought it was too obvious but then it was the correct one <laughs> so we still think we beat matt oh, that's fine um, i don't care but, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's just like really like funny and well made, and like it was really enjoyable to watch. It's good. Yeah, I think we should make more stuff like this. Just yeah. one-off fun capers. Yeah. You know, they're better than ones that you eat. You know. Capers that you eat are also nice. Oh. <laughs> For you. Good enough yeah. pasta. Um, yeah. So uh, that's I think my main pop culture thing to bring to the table today. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've kind of just been busy doing a lot of fringe festival uh stuff i'm helping out at fringe at the oh, griffin that's once again at, at the moment it's coming again uh, but i think by the time this podcast comes out it, it will have been done so <laughs> um yeah but cool. i'll jump in next you jump uh, in. unless you've got any more no that's it um, for me i've been reading uh kurangai toku by uh wati hiriaka who um just got nominated for the uh, selected for the Occam's New Book Award um, shortlist. So she was on the long list and now on the shortlist. It is a really, really cool book that I'd highly recommend checking out um, about uh, uh, Māori mythology and Kurangai Tuku is this like bird woman um, that had this uh, relationship with this guy called Hatu, Hatu uh, Patu, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and their, their kind of uh, relationship and falling out. Um, I don't want to get into kind of too much of it. It's from the point of view of Goronga Tuku herself as she kind of um, learns how to be a human and kind of adapt kind of to it, that she's this um, this monster, this kind of uh, ogress um, that has to kind of interpret kind of human kind of uh, speech and relationships and dynamics and getting it wrong. Um, and it's really, really vividly uh, written. Like, it is so cool to dive into Māori mythology, not just her character, but to with some of the other kind of characters which... Um, you're not as kind of familiar with. I don't want to give too much away, but um, it talks about um, Decore and Tepo as well in terms of the, the ultimate void and darkness. Um, and yeah, it's just so like beautifully, vividly written, and it's so cool because yeah, we've we've known Fiddy in the past, like uh, we were in her uh, writer's not, workshop. Not in the prison. Not in the prison. No, no, no. James is dismissed. No, no, no. It's awesome to see a New Zealand writer just absolutely killing it and i yeah. like it feels like this is her first book and she's written some she theater. has written other books before this this is her I first th- book for adults i think oh right but okay. she's written like several ya novels oh, i see um we're like people kind of believe that she might be one of the she might be one of the ones to win the kind of fiction writing mm-hmm. and it would you know fingers crossed because we'll see. yeah we'll see. it is 
It's like, also like James has talked about structurally. Another really cool yeah, thing about it yeah. is that this is a book which is you can flip it and there's you can start from one side or you can Ooh, start from the other side in like cool. both sort of ways. It's like you sort of are supposed to read both ways, but it's right. like you could start with the dark side or start with the light side and then it will change. Yeah, the totally. Story, nice. across, which is really cool. I do think there's like an expected kind of format to go with, but I, I would be really, really interested to see like yeah, yeah if someone did it. I started from uh, from the white side to the dark because the white. Of um, course you would. I know. You do that. <laughs> Easy gag. Um, like all of like its advertising is is that. That's the main cover. cover. So I was like, oh cool, that seems to be the, the chronological way. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna read the other way around. Yeah, do just it. To do see it. Yeah. When I, when that I, sounds I get a really chance. rad. You can pick that up in bookstores all around. <laughs> yeah, Zealand. Unity yeah. Books is selling that everywhere yeah. else, and indie indie bookstores. Yeah, Hopefully awesome. in the world soon. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll see. <laughs> That's me. Um, cool, yeah, alright. Well, I've watched a couple of things um, here and there. I think we all collectively watched the latest season of The Amazing Race, yes, which was really fun, did. actually. I think what made the season for me was just the teams, because they were all, like, genuinely friends and, like, genuinely fun to watch, because I didn't notice until the end that they only did, like, a European trip, pretty much. Mm, mm. Whereas, like, a lot of the appeal is going around the world. Obviously, they couldn't do that, because a lot of... Um, Places outside of Europe still had like surging COVID levels, I guess, and mm. and, and I guess they they coordinating kind of, that they were trying to reduce the amount of like air travel exactly. that they could because they only had to do charter flights because they can't really do the amazing race where they're like and, on public flights. And it's funny, usually like the European part of the race is some of the least interesting parts to me, mm. but actually I didn't mind it this season because yeah, the the teams were really you know fun to watch and see and there was a good variety yeah. of challenges as well i exactly, think like yeah. there was some sort of more like endurancey type things and some like it was a needle in a haystack one that i was love like a... <laughs> the needle in the haystack oh, ones. God. when it's just you gotta keep looking until you find it but then also some like memory challenges and yeah. things like that and and the finale what a nail biter yeah came down to the last challenge yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that where do you watch that we'll let you know yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes give me those very legal Cups. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I watched recently, which is a huge deal in in the world of the internet, is I watched season two of Euphoria, mm. um, and uh, it was a hot mess <laughs> in the best way possible. Um, it's very look. If anything, Euphoria is very entertaining, and mm. I I don't know. I just like I love getting caught up in these teen storylines. I love the production value. The main reason to watch you for is the production. It's so beautiful. Mm, it's very and, unique, I yeah, find. And yeah. just the whole vibe of it is, I think, the intention. It's how it makes you feel rather than necessarily the story that it follows. Oh, yeah. Because you're just watching just, like, the most batshit stories about <laughs> these teenagers. Literally, the writing is <laughs> like, garbage, Mama. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, so bad. Um, it's because the creator doesn't... He doesn't have um, a writer's... It's literally him writing yeah, all of the... Yeah, you can tell it's being like, oh... What's the most creative way I could, you know, present yeah. this? But visually, yeah, oh, visually it's just beautiful, stunning. The most yeah. stunning piece of television that I've ever seen. Mm. It's so dynamic, but also like, like one of my dream jobs is to be a music supervisor. The music supervision yeah, in the, the show music is, is amazing. next level. Yeah, it's just very cool music, but like very uh, tonally and um, it sets the mood really well yeah. and just. Yeah, and sometimes in unexpected ways. I hate musical supervision where they just choose the same five songs. Yes. Like, if I ever hear One Way Stop. or Another or yeah. Fortunate Son ever again, mm-hmm. I'll tear my hair out. Um, my coworker put me onto that one that's the really, like, high voice, like, oh, like, you know? Oh, yes, like, yes, oh. the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. And I was like, oh. 
I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> if you've heard it, the really high voice. That, <laughs> that, that attempt is is still somewhat reflective. I mean, honestly, like. I got what you were going yeah, for yeah. from yeah. that one note. I'm gonna have to listen to this afterwards. You have to find it and play it for me. <laughs> um, I think the highlight for Euphoria season two for me was this like the penultimate episode was a play that one of the mm, characters see, I sisters... was seeing the live tweets of this despite not watching mm, the yeah. show. And, and everyone <laughs> and was comparing it to the play from Pen15 as well the play was amazing <laughs> I wanted to see that show in real life it's amazing to me the show is basically like um, detailing all of their personal lives to the audience and I'm like how did the how did the audience I'm sorry how did the actors not spill any of the juicy juicy tea that they were rehearsing um, it's just the production value is like next level they have like multiple sets they have like revolving stage they have um it's it was a full production and uh i this is why i love the maximalism of euphoria it doesn't really make sense and there's so many storylines that i didn't care for some people some characters were just like given the short end of the stick this season but what are you gonna do i will always love a good teen show i was a skins teen (laughs) growing up and this is just like kind of the updated more polished version of skins writing about on the same level to be honest yeah it's kind of quite satisfying to see like a writer go as far as they do it's almost like to gratuitous levels you know it's quite like it must be quite cathartic for (laughs) (laughs) for the writers of this to just literally put whatever they want out there including all of the gratuitous nudity oh no so so many dicks i've never seen oh, yeah, so many dicks it, there's a lot of in my entire in life that's the hbo <laughs> treatment right yeah it yeah. is yeah but it's yeah i guess it's not gratuitous boobs i mean they're still in there as they're, well they're there, yeah. but at least they're equally given enough airtime. you know right. the penises yeah. get some love for once so that's <laughs> That should be the tagline. Yeah. Yeah. For once. Um, yeah. But I mean Zendaya killed her. She's got like this episode focused all on, on, on her like kind of drug journey. It was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly there are patches of the show which are really, really nice and well told. There's this one character who's despicable and there's like a ten minute sequence at the start of one episode detailing his backstory. And it was like one of like the most tragic things that I've ever seen. It's like a love story that didn't come mm, to fruition, mm, which is really nice. But, you know, more of that, please. <laughs> um, other things that I saw um, recently, I finally watched The Green Knight and talk about visuals. Oh, it's visually stunning. Oh, Beautiful. my God. Yeah. That bit with the, I remember seeing something where somebody was like, oh, that bit with the giants sucked. And I was like, what are you talking about? The bit with the giants and Green Knight. Excuse is... me, they were giantesses also. Yes. <laughs> like... Also, so, I've just, I, I've never, like, yeah, seen, yeah, I feel like giants are like a common figure in all sort of mythology. I've never yeah. seen that type of, like, visually wild depiction. It was so cool. Yeah, it was It was great. so interesting. It's just, I love how weird it was just like the costume design was on point um i was weird to me that like i thought they were like conscious that like they made kind of gawain and his gowan and his mother like indian but no other like all all the rest of the cast was still kind of white i was like okay we could have just you know since we're ignoring this we could have just ignored a lot of other things Yeah. yeah but um it was just very hypnotic like i loved how kind of intoxicating it is and your mileage may vary obviously some people would like a, a, some, a something a bit more uh, 
action-packed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I was under the spell. Yeah, it feels very, uh, I don't know, something to do with, like, the, the fable kind yeah. of mm-hmm. storytelling of it, that the structure of it feels like these kind of little picaresques yeah, of yeah. his Sugawan's, like, journey with this thing, yeah. and that the little, little titles that come up yeah. to sort of divide it into these kind of separate episodes in yeah. this particular quest that are not really, they feel like kind of a collage, but not necessarily, like, step one leads to step two. Um, which and is really it interesting. feels reflective of that kind of literature as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the makeup job on the Green Knight is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up and there was no visual effects um, constructing him. Incredible. That's oh. incredible, right? Yeah. And one of the most beautiful sequences I've ever seen was this long kind of just like montage of like, it's kind of like a flash forward. I'm not yeah, the, say the much. close to the end. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Mm. Oh, what a good film. And the last thing I want to talk about is oh yeah um i watched i ticked off another one of my oscar checklist it's uh, i saw king richard um which was fine it was good it was like an inspirational sports movie it's still pretty basic but it's not as saccharine and sentimental as like say the blind side or other mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. i thought the editing of the tennis matches were, were, was really good um will is pretty good um, people are saying his speeches like his, speech his monologues yeah were, were really good oh, i mean like him him accepting the speeches oh like, yeah it's a really yeah. like generous like yeah it's cool it's it's nice to recognize him like and it's just yeah i think yeah. it's gonna be a huge moment when you know the biggest black movie star of yeah. all time is gonna <laughs> accept mm. his award um you know he's due i think right like, i think that, so that, i think he's not overdue but he's, yeah. he's it's like it's it's a nice moment for him and like and particularly because he's been doing a lot he'd been done like quite recently a lot of kind of terrible flop lost his way a little bit yeah. yeah i mean he tried i mean he did that ang lee film that just didn't end up really good i think i haven't seen it domino oh yeah gemini man <laughs> yeah. domino domino gemini. man <laughs> <Are> you dominoes <laughs> no but then there was seven pounds as well with the jellyfish his yeah. last that was ages ago but and his bid to become like mm. an Oscar serious or, I, serious, or yeah. concussion as well oh yeah where he had like a nigerian <laughs> accent nigerian. i did I, 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 I didn't watch it but i just saw clips of him doing it and i'm like no will no will um <laughs> when there's a will there's not a way sometimes <laughs> all right um andrew ellis was really nice as as or seen Williams as well, um, but I my biggest takeaway is the 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 kid who plays Venus Williams, Sonia Sydney. I thought the film was the most interesting when it focused on on Venus's journey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Serena mm-hmm. came later, so like Venus was the main focus of this. Um, she was great. A star is born. More of her, please. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah they really nailed the the family dynamic of all of them. Like, yeah. Kind of like the little women type vibe where there was always oh chatter yes. in the house, just oh. always kind of feeding off each other, bouncing off each other, making up games, singing together, you know. Like, they felt like a family, like yeah. Like sisters yeah. do, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, cool. No, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was like, it's like, it's, oh, it's only, it's two hours, two and a half hours long, so it's Is long. it? <laughs> it is. I feel like every film that's come out in the last, yeah. like, it, three months has been to, two and a half hours long. To its long. credit, though, it didn't feel that long to me. Mm. Um, which is to its credit, because yeah. um, sometimes you do feel the time. Um, I think it's a, it's like an easy watch, and I think he'll he'll deserve, like his competition isn't that strong. I mean, there's Benedict and Andrew, who I did also like, and they will get other opportunities in the future. Uh, so I think I'm in not terms worried. of like who's most yeah like yeah. Oh, do you for an Oscar kind of thing. I also yeah. just love so like 20 years ago, Denzel Washington won his second Oscar for Training Day, and also in that. Um, 
category was Will Smith for Ali. Aww. And now they're both, again, nominated mm-hmm. 20 years again. later. <laughs> um, and Denzel for Macbeth, obviously. And I think it's just, like, you know, a perfect kismet. Mm. I just wish, you know, like, if Halle Berry's movie Bruised had been any better, um, maybe she would have been in the race, but no. It would have been nice to see Sidney Poitier here in the ceremony, but unfortunately he passed he away did this die. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. But well, that's, that's me, from really. The, oh, sorry, yeah. Catherine. Yeah. Do, you have any, do you have any pop corner things? <clears throat> um, one show that I've been really enjoying lately is called Inventing Anna. It's oh, yeah. yes, we have to talk about this. I haven't yeah. seen it. Have you, but no. we've, uh, we've seen episode one, episode, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's the story of this 25-year-old girl who's originally Russian, grew up in Germany, um, comes to America and decides that she's going to move to New York and kind of make her way and ends up basically scamming her way around the kind of rich and elite of mm. uh, New York, scamming them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes in order to try and set up this foundation and big um, business opportunity she wants to create, which is like a kind of a house or a, <laughs> a, a club, basically, a club oh, for the yes. elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, is it good? I look, Anna Delvey is one of my personal heroes. Yeah, um, she's amazing. She's I've seen interviews with her and just shows absolutely no remorse for yeah. any of her crimes. <laughs> this is, this is Does I not consider her. them crimes at all. She's just what a woman. Like I just watch it thinking, imagine having that level yeah. of confidence. I think yeah. I love her because she's scamming up and she's not really yeah. scamming down. Yeah, that's, that's why, right. Like, that's why you don't feel so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like the ingenuity, the confidence, yeah. the acting talent. You must. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Does it get into because we saw the first episode and how it's framed as kind of like this? Is it a, like a reporter? It's through the yeah. 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 like tr- interviewing and her. Does, that's the thing does it like, get into her scams later on? Or? Yes, yeah, it does. Okay. That was kind of for me. The yeah, I think the first few episodes focus a lot on the reporter and it continues mm. to show the reporter's story which i'm not as interested in yeah. i mean some yeah. other yeah. people I, might be but i just wanted to see yeah the scams yeah. and how I she think, did it okay think, that's good because that's what we, we yeah. were like ah oh, not so sold on it because we yeah. were like oh this seems like i just want to see the scams yeah. happening i don't want to see that yeah. i think <laughs> the that's why so i was very excited for inventing anna and then i saw that the reviews weren't great so i was like <laughs> yeah. oh i don't know um, and then I heard people talking about how the story was mostly through the eyes of the reporter, which coincidentally is also the same reporter who was in Hustlers, oh, the, the Julia really? Stiles character. So oh, this is like yeah. the second oh, thing wow. that she's... Wow, she's just been adapted to film multiple know, times. Yeah. And I say? also didn't yeah. like that device in Hustlers either. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not a memorable part everyone's of Everyone's just honestly. like, this reporter, we've got to make them happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. What I heard, I obviously haven't seen it, is that like they would like recount how... like as the reporters in the, the um, newsroom would be like how wild the scam would be and then they would show it. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. I would, it would probably be stronger if they just, if you just focused in on Anna and seeing mm. her just do it instead of yeah. seeing the crimes unfold instead of flashing back to them. Yeah. Perhaps. No, I, I, yeah. I think I agree. I, um, yeah. I sort of get why they wanted to focus on, the reporter because she was the one who kind of broke the story and led to Anna's eventual fame and like this kind of burst of buzz around her on like social media and stuff but then they get into things like her 
you know, being a new mum and her relationship <laughs> with her husband. Yeah. No one cares. No, like, I don't care about this. I want to see think, some scams. Yeah, I think they probably needed a vehicle, maybe, for the current present day because all the crimes are happening in the past and is now, like, incarcerated. So this reporter, you know, she ends up going back to Germany to meet some of Anna's family. And so yeah. they've got, like, a bit of background there. But, I, yeah, I still don't know if as much time needed to be devoted. Maybe yeah. it's a bit of a, like... Line unwillingness to wholeheartedly be like Anna Delvey rules and yeah. so yeah. I guess if you're just following her scams yeah. the whole way through there's a little bit of an implicit like this Maybe woman kind of rocks in yeah. the way that like catch yeah. me if you can is very like Maybe. guess what he, he rules and like <laughs> yeah. con, which is that is people, that yeah. is my interpretation yeah. of this I'm like yeah guess what he's, he's awesome Especially and since, yeah. I love the scams and I guess like maybe that they, they felt like they needed to have a framing device of the reporter so, so they, they don't condone what so it wasn't condoning what it is right. and I'm like mm. of course all of us would like the condoning version yeah. <laughs> because we're like the scams are great and it's hilarious yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. but yeah <laughs> I mean, it's all very raw as well this yeah. stuff mm. only happened about three or four years ago right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. so potentially the victims like haven't even got their money back although I'm pretty sure most of them have I and most of them can probably deal with it yeah yeah, yeah. They and, can deal with and it. And when this yeah. trailer dropped, I shared it around to the rest of the mixed bag crew and, like, were just balked at the accent that. Is it Julia's? It's not stuck. No, 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 what no, are you no. talking about? No, no, This oh. is a different one. So it was the drop. No, no, no. no. I'm, yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. Different, different, different. Inventing Anna. I'm talking about yeah. Inventing Anna. And I don't think Jennifer, I... Jennifer, what's her name? I don't know what the actress is. Okay, well, she's Julia from. Garner? Julia Garner? Julia yeah. Garner. Julia yeah. Garner. I get Jennifer Garner, Julia Garner, Julia Stars. Jennifer Garner. Julia Garner, who is playing. Anna, Anna yes. Delvey, yeah. Um, so she's doing this accent that, like, when you see the trailer, like, seems really wild because it's like, you know, it's as you were saying, she's like originally from where was Russia, it? She's Russia, Russia lived in Germany. But like, when you see it in the context of a whole kind of TV series, like, it it kind of works. And kind well, of also, works. I have seen like, yeah, reviews from like the actual journalist that it was based on, and she's like, that is absolutely nailed, like, one hundred percent what her accent sounds like. It's yeah. just, it's a weird hybrid accent, so it's going to sound like a weird yeah. hybrid accent. And so I'm like, it, all right, let's, it's fine. And if you do it with such confidence, then people yeah, are like, exactly. yeah, sure, that's, that's how you sound. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you did mention um, the dropout, dropout yeah. which has has dropped about another famous female scammer. I haven't got to see that yet. No, I haven't seen it either. Um, no. With Amanda Seyfried, and it's like, even though we were like oh I'm not sure if the voice sounds, is totally there it sounds like it's better than inventing Anna in terms of like the reception and I saw a clip because like when the first trailer dropped I was like she doesn't have the voice mm. she doesn't have the voice because the, the iconic thing about um, what's her face Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes, Holmes is her low voice I'm talking about my, my and machine it wasn't quite low enough for me <laughs> and then I saw a clip of her as Elizabeth practicing the voice in the mirror <laughs> and, then, and then she just got lower and lower and I was like Maybe I'll watch, because that was a good scene. I did see a very good interview with yeah. Naveen Andrews um, about his character, yeah. who is... He's yeah, playing the... Sunny, the, yeah, um, yes, the, the, the love interest. Uh, yeah, wow, slash, like, as he referred he's to really got to glow up on film. Yeah, he was like, well, the, the, the Lady Macbeth to Elizabeth yeah. Holmes' Macbeth right. is how he described him, which I'm like, I'm, I'm keen to see that relationship yeah. as well. So that will, we'll, we'll give a full review in future when we've seen yeah. it. One yeah. final thing that I forgot to mention that we made a snap judgment of, Cass and I, a couple yes. of mixed bags ago, was Only Murders in the Building, which we saw the first episode of. I still haven't seen and it. And it has a really is, yeah. twee pilot. The, the, um, the pilot was not quite jamming for us. It felt a little bit too, like, manufactured. I'm not sure exactly. It didn't feel like the the vibes were totally mm. 
like yeah like it, it didn't the vibing they weren't vibing it felt too twee i think is what we, we sort of yeah. felt it was yeah. um but, too cutesy but the rest of the series like it just improves like dramatically mm, definitely like, found its feet from episode two onwards yeah. you've got oh, nice. incredible cameos like the plotting of the murder mystery is is quite fun like yeah you're yeah. trying to guess who it could potentially be and martin short just is an absolute oh, star I love martin short. Mm. like and he's this like aging theater director that like has had this massive flop and is trying to find his next hit and so you get references to like there's this whole sequence that's like a parody of the uh, a chorus line um mm. where he's like calling people <laughs> out getting them to dance and he's like next like his is a real skill like charlie day has it as well we're like you can spongebob has it we're coming up to it <laughs> we're like you can yell at the top of your voice and it doesn't feel too much it's just mm. like yes that's it that's it um the yeah. martin short has and um yeah, that. Selena Gomez and and Steve Martin are, are playing it really, really strong as well. It's a it's a wonderful yeah. little show. And you've show. got some good yeah, you've got a great like use of yeah, great use of Nathan Lane, you great yeah. use of Jane Lynch, you've got mm, some I Sting. Sort of, <laughs> Sting. Yeah. Sting. Sting has, a, has an episode. It's yeah. good. Yeah. No, definitely worth watching. Awesome. I think that's it. That's it for us. For I Hot mean Corners. that that was that was the bag. I mean you mentioned SpongeBob. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, I can. I think I can hear the the chattering from afar. It's getting yeah. louder and louder, and, and we're inundated with it. For that features. <laughs> Feature presentation. Uh, yeah. So Catherine, uh, you brought this uh, this film to the podcast. Would you like to to start off by talking about your relationship to SpongeBob and the SpongeBob movie? <laughs> yes. Well, I consider spongebob a very important part of my <laughs> life overall and i think it's been a very big part of my childhood i haven't quite realized this until i guess maybe becoming an adult and re-watching spongebob and just realizing how much it still stands up and how many of the characters still stand up as like characters that we all know in our own lives like we all know a spongebob we all know a squidward oh. we all yeah. are squidward you know <laughs> Um, basically, um, you know, we thought as kids that we were SpongeBob, but we've all kind of, you know, everyone has turned into Squidward, I think. Yeah, you live long enough to see yourself become a Squidward. Yeah, Yeah, so I think, yeah, when I first started watching it, it was just those initial three seasons that were kind of circling on Nickelodeon, for those of us who grew up with Mm -hmm. Nickelodeon and Disney Channel. I think, I mean, not just those channels. I think it probably played on. I think that some TV2 had it as well. But Nickelodeon was the SpongeBob channel in my household. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who just watch normal TV, you might have seen the odd episode (laughs) in your after school TV watching session. But for those who had no life as a teenager (laughs) and just sat watching hours and hours of Nickelodeon reruns, you came to know SpongeBob very well as as a best friend, um, almost. And then. I remember this film coming out, we would have been about 11 years old. Like, this not would very have been, yeah, intermediate, 2004. Not very old. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it definitely probably didn't hit at the time, like, what was actually happening, because I think this film was intended to be the end of SpongeBob. It was meant to be the end of an era, because Stephen Hillenburg mm. was. It was his final thing. It was his that final he was thing. He was SpongeBob, keen to move right. on mm. and work on other things. And it was only Nickelodeon who came and said, no, this is making too much money. I didn't didn't realise that. Yeah, Yeah. we want to see more episodes of this. So that's why it ended up continuing on. And Steven Hillenburg um, hired one of the other showrunners to come in and take take it on. 
and it's literally been running ever since. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll ever stop making it. I think it's a new symptom. It's, it's, it's a new symptom. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of vibe. It's yeah. just in perpetuity. But it's this is a thing, like, this is, I guess, because we were, like, intermediate age when this mm. film came out, and so we're old enough to kind of know some of the, like, mm. behind the scenes, like, you know, backstage yeah. drama, I guess, of what's happening. Yeah. Like, me yeah. and my brother would be sitting watching Nickelodeon, and, like, whenever. They have like in the pre-credits like what the writers' names are for the episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were judged by the episode writer, like whether oh, this was yeah. new SpongeBob or old SpongeBob. Be like, boo, when it was like, yeah, no, I, I, I did the same thing not with SpongeBob but with The Simpsons. I was like, oh, the showrunner's Al Jean, not <laughs> exactly, <a good> one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like who's this guy? Yeah, that was our first experience, of kind of feeling a bit like let down, maybe Being like, by yeah, the like, oh, of... this isn't like as good as it used to be in the old days. Yeah, and I'm like, honestly, I stand by that. That's not to do with like growing up and no longer having this like because the old episodes hold up now it's just yeah, that it the, the quality went down it does shift when um there's a new showrunner and you notice immediately mm, mm. not even just with this but with other shows you're oh like, definitely oh you God. can always tell like mm. something's yeah. changed yeah something's a bit off yeah so i think i would have seen this movie probably with my dad because i would have been too young well i don't think my parents would have let me see it by myself um, mm. we probably would have gone to Hoyts on Courtney Place, <laughs> if anyone remembers there being oh. a Hoyts. Um, if yeah. anyone else has grown up in Wellington, <laughs> Dad used to find this dodgy park in like some kind of alleyway. I'm pretty sure it's the alleyway that's behind the opera house. And you always find a park oh, there. Yeah. We used to park there whenever we would go to the ballet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't actually remember seeing this properly, but I just remember SpongeBob being such a big part of my life then like everyone would get me spongebob themed gifts um i mean i've carried on with that to this day i still have a lot of spongebob memorabilia in my house i mean speaking um, of like... yeah. currently wearing part of my full spongebob uh, pajama set which guess which um, part Rita yeah. <laughs> Catherine has also uh like uh, handcrafted some spongebob memorabilia <laughs> yes yes i've had a go at making my own little figurines of spongebob um oh mean yeah i making myself sound really cool <laughs> <laughs> today but yeah i think this was probably like the last thing that the true spongebob fans can yeah. appreciate as yeah. being part of that really golden era of mm. of this series um and the, that kind of humor that we all like grew to love and probably forms a lot of mm. our actual humor today with yeah. all of the silliness and things that we'll get into but yeah no i hold it very dear to my heart um Oh. Yeah. We'll see if it holds up then. Yeah. 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 I have a similar sort of, yeah, sort of background to this. Like, I was also very much like a SpongeBob kid, was very, very into the first three seasons, but not the later ones, mm. as stated. Um, Catherine and I definitely bonded, went to the same high school. So oh, we definitely bonded over our love of SpongeBob. Um, Catherine uh, dressed as SpongeBob and played a song at my 21st birthday party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I remember seeing this at Reading Cinemas um, and noticing that there was an adult woman wearing a full SpongeBob dressing gown and slippers uh, set uh, at mm. the premiere, like so well, at, the, at the, the film. Um, so clearly, you know, like was aware that there were lots of other SpongeBob fans at the time. Um, and I remember, yeah, I think I, we either had this on dvd or we got it out again later on because i definitely remember like re-watching parts of it um but generally probably around the same time that i watched the movie so i don't know if i've re-watched it again in, in many a year mm. um 
But yeah, it was definitely like, I would say a good, like, you know, if half of my sense of humor comes from early SpongeBob and the other half comes from the Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> like <laughs> just both like foundational sense of humor things. Yeah, mm. very um, informative to and yeah, you guys. And actually it's like, I don't know, I think there's some, um, like I've tried to like articulate what it is about SpongeBob mm. that's really funny. Um, like, because yeah, I saw the, the SpongeBob musical when that came out, um, mm. when it was in previews in Chicago. Um, and I did not enjoy it um, very much. Like, I enjoyed parts of it, but not, like, the whole thing. Sure. And it was really interesting to me to try to... I was like, okay, I'm going to write an essay about why I didn't mm. like because I'm a cool person. Um, and so for myself and for everybody else, I was like, I'm going to, like, write down why this musical didn't feel like SpongeBob. Mm. But even though, like, you know, I don't think there's anything mm. wrong with these performances, and I no. feel like design-wise it was really exciting. And, like... Yeah, it was actually really interesting to kind of articulate like what feels like SpongeBob humor and what doesn't feel like SpongeBob yeah, humor. And so yeah. I can I can talk at length about why yes, Sponge, when SpongeBob yeah. works and when it doesn't, and like why those first seasons were so good and then what those other seasons are missing. And I feel mm. like that's kind of good. It's like a really sort of I have a good sort really of analysis cool. yeah. of like what's right and what's funny about SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. And there's a right definitely... SpongeBob and there's a wrong SpongeBob. Yeah, and we can definitely talk about the things that work and things that don't work in this movie. For right sure. Totally. Um, what about you guys? Did you guys see this movie in cinemas? I did see this movie I don't remember if I saw it in cinemas or on Nickelodeon mm. because they obviously would show it maybe like a, a year yeah. later or something or months after its release yeah. but I remember seeing this and it didn't leave much of a huge impression to me mm. um, I remember Scarlett Johansson being I remember the general plot but I don't know I kind of just remembered the more iconic Spongebob episodes to me because like mm. I don't know when they do movies it's not I just had, came in. It's always in, like, oh, okay. I came in mm. with the expectation of it kind of just being like, eh, it's like a B plus longer episode of the show that I love. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was raised by TV. Uh, my three <laughs> yeah. parents, my three parents, yes. Nick, Diz, um, and Cartoon Network. <laughs> um, I came from a three parent household, um, and. Yeah, I guess I did really enjoy SpongeBob. Uh, it just wasn't in my top tier of. Uh, things that I like really latched onto. So I I have a Hey Arnold tattoo. So like that's <laughs> my main thing. But in terms of like stupid humor, like I think I was more of a Cartoon Network person with like Cow and Chicken, mm. and then like Johnny Bravo and like Dexter's Lab and I Are Baboon and I Am Weasel, like stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I did really enjoy SpongeBob because it was very loud and bright and kind of stupid. Like there are definitely episodes that I remember, like the Panty Raid, like the Squidward getting like fat from like <laughs> Krabby Patties. Um, oh, that's right. I was like boggled how Pearl was Mr. Krabs' daughter, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It was like definitely like maybe in the same tier as Cat Dog to me, where it's mm. like, this is wacky, this is a wacky show, and just above like things that were maybe a bit too old for me, like Rocco's Modern yeah. Life and, oh, yeah. and mm. stuff where I was just like, I get it, but qu- not quite appealing mm. to me as, as a young kid. Mm. Um, but I did enjoy SpongeBob and. Um, it, yeah, it became like a life. I saw it become like this kind of breakout star of the Nickelodeon mm. f- stable. Whereas I guess the standard bear before that was like Rugrats. That was like the biggest kind yeah. of like mm. property that they had. And then once that ended, SpongeBob became kind of the thing. Mm. Um, and now it's mm. like, yeah, turned into a life he's of its own, face. right? Yeah, he's yeah. the face. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still going on to this day. Um, so I like the show. I don't remember if I 
yeah, like the movie, it was just kind of, yeah, one of those things where it's like, oh, it's just another SpongeBob episode, mm-hmm. but longer. Because I had the same um, experience with the Hey Arnold movie that came like maybe mm. three years ago. Mm. And even the Wild Thornberry's movie as well. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot yeah. of those shows all kind of got movies. Yeah, yeah. Rugrats, Rugrats in Paris. Yeah. And sort of yeah. like, yeah. And they're always just like, oh, yeah, cool. This is like yeah. an extended extended show. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, I've got a whole theory I can talk about about like oh, where that, where, where some of that works and where sometimes the TV format is the real, the real gem. Exactly. Point. And now, look, I've, I've revisited it and now I have more concrete thoughts about this movie <laughs> than I had back then. <laughs> so we'll see how we land or how we see. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like I'm the outsider from this group uh, because I did not have the luxury of Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. So I was the TV2 getting the, not the dregs, it's all the, all the great <laughs> episodes, but it's not like a concentrated dose of like every yeah. SpongeBob uh, episode. Although I think I've, I've probably like seen like the majority of them mm. but yeah. there'll probably be the odd one or two that i that i missed um, oh, so you probably see most of the good ones because those will be the ones yeah, that get yeah. on tv too <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're familiar enough yeah. with the story and the characters yeah. and well the odd thing is you can you can see when it's different same with simpsons as well where it's like mm-hmm. it's it's what they do with the movies where like the as well the animation style is a little bit yeah. crisper and cleaner Definitely. um and it's kind of like you would think that's like oh cool and it used to be when i was a kid oh, then yeah, it's like oh sure. no i smell yeah. bullshit yeah um where you can kind of tell i've got shadows yeah exactly. <laughs> um but yeah um uh spongebob for me was yeah it was uh, probably not as strong as uh you uh Cass and, and Catherine, but it was like a really strong funny kind of influential like bizarre kind of sense of humor like it was a really like golden age of like of of animation at that time like i mean maybe we're just saying that because it's you know it's what we grew up with uh, that's what you grew up but with. like i mean but i'm gonna say it definitively they don't make them like they used to yeah it's just like wild kind of choices in terms of like like the 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 comedy the sensibility so like this Rocco's Modern Life was a big one for me and like Sheep in the Big City oh which I Sheep feel in like the big disappeared so off the map like good. only some people know about it and I'm like Sheep, I re- this Sheep. is one that I I remember existing but I don't think I ever Sheep saw in the it. Big City was yeah. just like this kind of yeah it was a comedy like the 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 main theme was patterned after Sex in the City which most which right. of would course go is Madnap <laughs> I've never seen most of Sex in the City but like we'll go over like kids heads and like they would have like really st- stupid jokes like one character is called General Specific yeah, and then yeah. there's like there's Major like Minor military presence yeah like, it was yeah. just a wild show and then they would have like these skits in between episodes called like this comedian called Starkraving Dad yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, really oh there was stand up comedy yeah, yeah that's right remember that yeah it's oh, bizarre big um, Such a good show. <laughs> it's just delightful because you never know where stuff is going to go and Spongebob <laughs> has that same uh, attitude as well do you know just, what yeah. fucked me up from this era though <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Dog. Courage the Cowardly Dog is too scary. Too scary. Why were the the grandparents themselves were scary enough? I don't know why. They were so eerie. Well, I think, yeah, for me, like, I really, like, I didn't see much of Courage because it was uh, Cartoon Network, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it was only, like, sought out. And whenever I would visit, like, my uncle and aunt and they'd have Cartoon Network, it would be Dexter's Laboratory because it looked the coolest. Like, I think there's something about SpongeBob, Courage, and Dexter's Lab, like, where they just absolutely nailed that, like, 
cool cartoony kind of look where you're like, ah, oh, it's so like rounded and lived. Oh in. yeah, like Powerpuff Girls look, as well. Yeah, yeah. Powerpuff Girls as well. Um, and Colors, yeah. the thing that kind of freaked me out, and SpongeBob only did it seldomly, where stuff like Ed, Ed and Eddie and oh, like yes. it's it's the oh what's that one? It's kind of different, but like the the weird alien monsters as well. Ah, real monsters. Real monsters. Yeah. yeah, where it's like they they would like shrivel up. Yeah, the opportunity <laughs> to like make these characters look really like detailed the and gross. gross. Shriveled yeah. up. Yeah. And SpongeBob only they... employed that once <laughs> once in a while. And you're like, Ugh! but then it was back to the normal kind of. And it was always used I for. That. I think it was used for like uh, ridiculous humor elements yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. in SpongeBob. Whereas like I feel like some of those other ones, they're just disgusting to look at the whole yeah. time yeah. <laughs> it's kind of part of the thing like yeah. 80 to 80 is definitely like this is ugly yeah. animation and that's yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. part of what we're doing right. yeah. I still consume that in drove same with cat dog same with like I guess oh, like cat. recess I there's so much stuff into. we're cat like dog with the ugly mouse it's just like there's oh. so many shows that I'm like I just don't really feel like I had a huge love for or yeah. affinity for but because you're a kid there's only three options on. well, you and you're, on, just, you're just, just sitting there watching television so you've seen so many episodes I watched all arcs of Yu-Gi-Oh because that was always on. <laughs> I think my first memory of like being sucked into like the theater was like Cow and Chicken did this episode a play episode called The Ugliest Weenie <laughs> I remember, remember that remember yeah. that they would like pick out the, the ugliest weenie from like the packet of sausages uh. <laughs> Yeah, all of those ones I, I, I that were definitely in the like kind disturbing. of just disturbing. Like, I think the fact that their parents were just two disembodied legs, and sometimes yes. you'd see a photo yeah. of them, and they and were just one, legs with no top half. One was a cow, one was a chicken, and then the, the, the it big, was in the theme song. Yeah, we didn't ask how the big, the big red guy, the big devil guy was just his butt. It was very yes, bodacious. I did not like the devil There's guy. Some, I love it. Anyway, we are so. <laughs> Bringing us back to, to this, but we do have some, some plush buttocks in Spongebob. We do, yeah, yeah. we do. And, and maybe we'll talk oh, about guys. that one. <laughs> I forgot what our first segment of this podcast is. Before well, that, guys. The we have to get to the, the plot. plot. before heart. I have a pitch for what um, the next segment could be as an alternative. Um, All right. If, if we can't find attractiveness okay. in these we, we, We'll work out what we can do. Yeah. All we'll, right. We'll uh, but do. first, it's James's turn to recite for us the plot. Recite. Uh, in one minute, we're going to do a movie in a I'm minute. I'm a bit worried about this because it's, you know, but we'll see. And you we're going to start. Three, two, one. Great. So SpongeBob uh, is imagining himself as a very talented uh, worker in a dream, and then he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna get a promotion," uh, because he's expecting it from the opening of Crust Crab Two. And then when he goes along there, he finds that he is not the manager; it is in fact appointed to Squidward, and he is crushed because he is just a kid. And so he goes and drowns his sorrows in the um, Gooby Gooba um, uh, new. Uh, mansion zone um yeah it's not a mansion it's a fun house um and so in the meantime plankton uh executes plan z which he didn't uh think of and then karen his computer wife reminds him and then he executed it executes it so he goes and gets what 10 20 20 okay and so he steals the crown from king neptune who is a new character and then he gets really mad and he for some reason he freezes crusty crab uh mr crabs because he thinks (laughs) it's because of him and then uh Plankton takes the opportunity to get the Krabby Patties and then steals them and then uh, Patrick and what's some updates? How long have I got? You're out of time. Okay, well, okay, I'll slow it down. <laughs> we didn't then. even get through like, like I know it's like too much detail. One. Hang on. One. Okay, so I'll, I'll just try and do a larger <laughs> right, summary. Okay. So like they go to Shell City because um, that's where the, the crown is. crown got sold. Plankton takes an opportunity to um, feed 
Krabby Patties from the Chum Bucket, and then he has these buckets that can then be uh, mind control um, Bikini Bottoms inhabitants. Uh, and then basically for Spongebob and Patrick, it's about realizing that they don't have to grow into men. They can accept their kid-like nature and they get the crown, come back, everything is restored. Uh, and he sings a song how it's okay to be a goober. Yeah. Yeah. That's close. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yes. Close. <laughs> yeah. I like that James, while searching for the word ice cream parlor, went to a big mansion. It's a big, it's a big place. Uh, I, guess, I guess one of the important yeah. things is like he doesn't get the promotion because he's a kid yes. and not yes. a man. Mr. Yes. Krabs thinks that Squidward is more mature, more mature and so more suited for the job, despite the fact that SpongeBob is a, a, Squidward a more is eager person. Worse at his job. Yeah. 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 Or is he just smarter at his job? Yeah. 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 Squidward smarter is checked out. You know, yeah. He's yeah. Just, yeah. He, he does the bare, bare minimum, yeah. as we all should yeah, when working. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Minimum wage. Yeah. But all right. Well, we've gotten through the plot. Yes. Now. Now it's time. Time. For the heart. To discuss the heart. <laughs> Who gets shit. our grills okay. burning? So this is our segment, Most well, Visually Pleasing, in which we have to select the, the hottest member of the cast. Well, in my pitch, or, uh, or it could be in an addendum as well, as Most Visually Pleasing could be like, Who's the character in Spongebob that you're most, like, drawn to? Alright, uh, okay. no, I don't think so. Like, like, so. Look, we okay, didn't fine. do this change for Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> sure. so. Maybe at the end of the episode, because I'm curious who's everyone's favorite yeah, Spongebob yeah. character. Uh, oh, I mean, we can do that point. now as well. I mean, oh yeah, who's everybody's favorite character we can do as well. But this is this is, this is is the MVP, we have to commit to this. Yeah, yeah, I've got one. Um, Go ahead. I think Dennis is hot. I think oh, Dennis is a okay. bad boy. He's play- voiced by Alec Baldwin, who, controversial figure, but very sexy voice. Um, and he could stomp on me any day, <laughs> which he does to Patrick mm, and yeah, um, he loves to stomp SpongeBob. I don't know. I kind of like Plankton. I don't know why. He's got a good voice. There's yeah. something he's about the commanding. voice. There's something about the evilness. <laughs> like there's something diabolical, and he's the just kind like of desperation. The desperation, the hunger. Yeah. I don't, like. There's something about his evilness that is yeah. very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, despite he never gives up after he, he never gives intense. up. He's like short, but like that doesn't define him. <laughs> like, well, it does, but he doesn't let it define. No, he doesn't him. let it define. Yeah. Him. He's bigger than his size, the so I think I think B-T-E. that's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with Plankton, Plankton. on this one. Okay. Uh, hmm. All right. <laughs> Hey, we could have easily gotten no David Hasselhoff, so okay. Like, I feel like we can't choose David that's Hasselhoff. Not, that's, that's, not, not, that's cheating. Mm. Um, <sighs> Catherine, do you have one while Cass is thinking? Um, I mean, Misty, who is Neptune's daughter, is obviously yes, very beautiful. Course, yes. I love her little kind of crop top outfit. And does she have glasses? She I does. Think she's kind of glasses. Like a Velma kind of bald Very thing. Velma looking at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. got a sexy Scarlett Johansson voice. Which, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, a few. Yeah, I mean, Larry the Lobster is canonically hot, but <laughs> yes, he's special. only there for like one he's second. On, he doesn't really have any lines <laughs> yeah. in this film, so yeah. I think that'd be cheating. Special shout out to right at the end. There's these amazing scenes where Patrick is dressed up in these black fishnet tights yeah. and these oh, huge so stripper boots. It's like a video. It's become a meme yeah. now. I thought it was from this yeah. movie. I thought it was from like. I, I thought it was from the show. Episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's but so no. good. Iconic. Yeah. Um, Cast. Yeah. That's all, all right. on you now. Look. Uh, oh. 
Or do you want to pick your favourite Spongebob? No, I just feel like I feel like you guys took all of the good options. And I'm like, damn, okay. Uh, No, you know what? I'm going to go with with Karen the Computer Wife. Yeah. Karen the Computer Wife because, like, she's, you know, like, she's so tolerant. She's there just, like, trying to be a supportive wife to Plankton despite the fact that his his plans are evil. But she is also the brains of that She's the brains of the operation. She's smart, you know, and she also, she's willing to to have fun and crowd surf, let loose. She transcends the name Karen. Yeah. Which is, you know, one of the <laughs> least sexy names ever. She is the manager. She's she is. Yeah, she doesn't, yeah. doesn't have to call the manager. She is one. Yeah. No, I think those are good choices. Some good choices. I just want to say off the bat, when I was a kid, I didn't like, I just thought like both Spongebob and Squidward gave me very queer energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? This yeah. was a famous controversy about uh, Spongebob Squarepants yeah. is that because Spongebob and Patrick would hold hands. See, this I didn't was, get this it from Patrick. Yeah. Um, and so this was like a whole big thing where they would like people would boycott SpongeBob. There were like calls from yeah. conservative organizations for people to boycott SpongeBob because it, it showed gay characters. Yeah. Which like mm. I'm like, look, I think SpongeBob is canonically and clearly asexual. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Squidward definitely gay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like yeah. that Look, he's a bachelor over... that plays the clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, like... and then this like weird obsession with Squilliam. <laughs> yes. 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 Psychosexual fascination with Squilliam <laughs> fancy pants. Yeah. On his recliner bike. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think he's my my favourite character out of them. Like if you had well, to that's, pick one. Yeah, well, that's pick the same. Well, I uh, fi- would find SpongeBob very taxing in real life. Mm, I yes, guess it's the Paddington yes. syndrome to me. I'm like, you're very annoying. Get away from me. But I do find him funny. Yeah. But Squidward mm. is just like, that's me. What, like, that's what I <laughs> yeah. feel like inside. This is the thing. Is I think Squidward is all adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And like, yeah, I think they, like, in terms of the theme, and I can't, I guess we're transitioning into the bottles of this film. But also, just like, to round that off, mm. I always thought, because I thought they were both queer, that I was like, this is like some will they, won't they energy from them. <laughs> like, enemies turn to lovers, mm. Sam and Diane kind of chemistry. I just never saw it for Patrick and Spongebob, like most people <laughs> see it. I'm like, they're friends. Yeah. They are best friends. The tension is Squidward and Spongebob for me. Cause they <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 Spongebob and Patrick are just... They're very wholesome in their yeah. fashion, you know. Yeah, I don't exactly. think they would ever mess with that. They yeah. would never, you know, cross that line. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like uh, in terms of like a favourite character, like, I don't know if I, yeah, like have like a specific favourite character mm. when I was watching this as a kid. Like, I think I definitely just like enjoyed, enjoyed the them. cast of this show. So I feel like they're all very, like, they're very memorable. Like, I think the voice acting is so good for yeah. these main yeah, characters. Yeah, they're, like, so committed uh, and so and much fun. And even the side characters. Yeah. The deadpan is so funny. The deadpan is good. This is the thing that we noticed when watching the film is, like, the the way that all of the main characters are cast. It's, like, these ridiculously, like, big voices and, like, Tom Kenny's doing this, like, you know, the, his Spongebob voice is, like, an iconically, you know, mm like ridiculous clowny kind of voice and yeah. you've got like these low sort of voices for the these other characters but then all of the side like fish are just like a guy like they're just all trying to read it's, it's, it's like annoyed guy yeah it's just <laughs> like some dude being like, like hey what's up and it's like it's it's very funny it's like just a really good like comedic element of this thing yeah. is that for yeah. everybody in the world of bikini bottom spongebob is an annoying guy yeah, <laughs> like everyone it's not, is mocking yeah. spongebob <laughs> like when they point something out it's very in a mocking tone yeah yeah. Which I really appreciate. Yeah. It's like, this is why, again, I relate to Mrs. Um, Puff. She hates Spongebob. He's very annoying. <laughs> but Spongebob just 
almost takes it in his stride though. He's yeah. just literally yeah. like water yeah. off a duck's back. I like know. nothing. He's you know, he's down. in some ways a role model. <laughs> like yes. he's committed to like the people around him, to his work. Very he's hard work. Always yes. optimistic. Yeah. He's you know, like and if look, you're gonna have a, ca- a role model for kids, not not a bad one. Yeah. He makes a mean patty. Those crabby patties mm-hmm. look delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They I don't know what it is. It looks delicious to me. <laughs> I really want one. Yeah. Well, should we get into the film film proper? Yeah. yeah. A lot of the things that work in the film. I think a lot of that lot kind of, of humour is oh, still really, really retained. humour is so funny. Like, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. Which yeah. is so underrated. I mean, I don't... In the realm of cartoons, I think they have, read, like, um, gone further and, like, kind of zeroed in on that because I feel like the, the same wave of humour was less catered to children and more to adults, kind of like, so like the, the Adventure Times yeah. and the regular shows, like that, which I all found funny, but they seem to be consciously targeting mm. adults more than mm. children. Whereas here, I feel yeah. like it feels very much like a group of adults in the writer's room yeah. saying stuff that made each other laugh. Exactly, But yeah. not specifically trying to put in sly winks to the adults. Exactly, Like, it's yeah. very much just like a group of people that have a very silly sense of humour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then using that in there and it's like a, both a mixture of like I think the the sense of where like Spongebob's humour lies is like a number of different types of things like one of them is that uh, the visual gags are like really really good and the timing of the visual gags are really good in terms of like when James is saying about like the weird like grotesque like elements <laughs> of it that made me like laugh. when it's like it's always because it's always just like a quick extreme close-up of something or like yeah. or just like when it will deliberately do like a completely you know out of world cut like when it's spongebob's doing a guitar solo and oh, it cuts to a close-up on his hands and it's just clearly like a video footage of a human person playing yeah. the guitar yeah. and cut and like that's just silly because it's so clearly like incongruous with the world that we're just in so yeah. that's like one of them and well it's fully utilizing the world of animation as yeah. well yeah. there's like a bit where oh what's got your hands character called she like holds up Spongebob and then f- just for that singular shot he's like this cute plush play doll with like his eyes like super bright and it's like because the way the he ability... moves is like a little soft yeah, toy like, and his little legs are hanging there like a little yeah. soft toy yeah that these characters can suddenly change like th- their emotions are so strong or like yeah. that, that their whole being shifts just for a single shot for, yeah. for the joke yeah. yeah, a random joke, which I love. I and love it will often, yeah, of it. and it will yeah. often just do or that with, Spon- with SpongeBob yeah. and Patrick throughout as well. Like you know, mm. it's not just like in this. Yeah, it's like in this shot, Patrick has suddenly got giant long legs and is wearing stiletto yeah. heels well, because that- we needed that. And in this other shot, like suddenly they're both drawn with rounder style like yeah. animation to make them look more stupid yeah. and like mm. silly. And so it's gonna like a look at oh look at these yeah. two guys. They're 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 more sort of goofy kids. I love when they exaggerate like exaggeration is one of my favorite forms of humor mm. just like d- like stupid degree so like yeah. when mm. they're laughing and their tongue- tongues are like clapping <laughs> yeah. while they're laughing yeah. that's when so they're funny crying to me. and they're blasting water from it, their eyes into each other's mouths yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when, those two guys, when those two guys are like making fun of them like the, yes. the two um gas station attendants and they just like slapping each other's head to the car <laughs> like that yeah. reminds me of when me and my family joke at, like we're clans when we're each other and like we would start slapping each other and, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it's so funny to me. I felt so seen. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, in my family, me and my dad are, like, the pranksters. And, and then the rest of my family, they're, like, really good victims because they get annoyed. <laughs> and, like, when they try to prank us, water off the duck's back. We just yeah. laugh. And they get annoyed when we pick on them. So, like, when that happens, me and my dad just, like, slap each other because it's really funny. And they get really annoyed. 
and I felt really seen in that moment. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And things like, yeah, like they're eating ice cream and the poor like waiter who is a deadpan character that works really well <laughs> is just getting more and more plastered with bits of flying ice cream, like while sort oh. of like, yeah, just, just deadpan quips from yeah. this guy who's not in the same world as these other characters, which yeah. is really funny. And then their faces just morph into more like grotesque, <laughs> like drunk yeah. figures. Yeah. It's so you so instantly funny. know what, what is happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, when they're drunk and like Spongebob's eyes just slightly <laughs> go a little bit skew with yeah. and it's just you can see that in like your friends you know you're like I know that face or I know that emotion like it's yeah just it's so like just well so well animated the yeah. animation yeah. is great and I love yeah. that they don't shy away from stuff like you know like Spongebob is hungover like the equivalent yeah. of hungover the very next day very adult that's, that's like, the thing like, I feel like and like depression like oh yeah. what does he say I'm ready depression, depression. <laughs> like there's, there's this presence of like the adult world that I think a lot of I other kids shows feel the need to shy away yes. from because it's like, one of the things i was going to say earlier was like an interesting thing that's always been kind of like something that's an, an i guess an interesting aspect of the spongebob characters in their world is that all of them are adults and there are no children characters yeah, really yeah, yeah. in spongebob not in the main cast which is very unusual i guess in like your like kids animation like you generally yeah, yeah, have yeah. characters who are kids yeah. in kids shows and this one is not but yeah, you have yeah, yeah. this kind of yeah. like yeah, it's kind of more of like that Pee Wee Herman style thing of like this is an adult who is an adult man, but it, well, you know, an adult it's sponge, childlike, yeah. but is like this kind of ageless, childlike character. And I think that they, yeah, they kind of took that head on for the theme of this film is like what yeah. is being a kid, what is being a grown up. Yeah, because um, when they when they talked about oh, I want to be a man, I was like, I was kind of thrown. I was like, but you're just you're SpongeBob, like you're who you are, like in this. The, yeah. It's not really a bottle or a banana for me, but like, yeah, that that his his quest which obviously proves to be not kind of necessary yeah. to be masculine or whatever the rest of be society grown is up, telling I think. Well, yeah. that's, that's like my favorite kind of quest you know the thing that makes you different is actually your superpower yeah, oh, yeah. so good classic yeah. always gets me <laughs> yeah. um yeah i don't know like but they've never shied away from that as i mm. mentioned before the panty right scene which i thought was very adult <laughs> as a kid i was like I don't even know what they were doing. Like, it was Mr. Krabs, like, I think trying they, to be they, No, they, they're trying yeah. to make Mr. Krabs have a, have a night on the town with them. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, you know, I'll yeah. go out with these two young guys. They'll have lots of fun. And, of course, all of the things that they do on the night is, like, they go to a laundromat and, like, watch the clothes spin around. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, go to a, they go to a party with a whole lot of children that use Mr. Krabs as a maypole. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, but then at the end, they try to coerce him to come back because he's he suddenly decides that they're really lame, and then that the yeah. fun ending like activity is a panty raid. But <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Yes, this is the college humor that I remember. Let's go do it." But of course, it's just like it's, I think it's like they go to like Mr. Krabs' mother's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like grandma's panties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a very stupid like. <laughs> but, but yeah, it does have that. Are you feeling good now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> yes. I do think though that like shows and cartoons like from that era didn't shy away from these things like i would like i would have rewatched a few of the um th episodes of just like random shows kid shows in the 90s and they do have that adult flair because i think yeah they it was more edgy in the 90s like even like kids movies like hocus pocus there was like discussions oh, yeah. of virgins <laughs> and stuff. i mean i don't know if that's mm. one of the benefits of hocus pocus <laughs> yeah i know but i was just saying it's like it yeah. was a bit more edgy there were there was like less kind of catering to just kids yeah. there was like, i don't know if there's generally huge amounts of edginess in spongebob but i think no, there is I a know, but there's a different thing of like 
there are, there is adultness yeah, that's not edgy, yeah, which I think what, is really that's interesting. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well. Like, like, especially Squidward as a character, this is just talking about the TV show, but, like, when things like him going to the supermarket and, like, getting excited because there's canned bread. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. best thing since sliced. And, like, just different, yeah, like, elements of, like, workplace interaction being a big theme of the show, which, like, isn't a relatable experience to kids. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's a core part of it is like being co-workers with somebody yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's yeah like which is i don't think edgy but it is adult that's what i mean yeah, um yeah. and it's it's kind of interesting that yeah like that's kind of always been a, a thing that makes Spongebob slightly different i think also makes it slightly appeal more to adults in a way that other kids shows don't mm. when they are kind of targeted just at kids problems and kids sort of experiences yeah, yeah. um yeah and kind of has a bigger variety of of different things that can happen um yeah, I think in terms of things like in the specific movie as well, um, though that that I think work well. Um, yeah, I feel like the... I think the use of live action in this movie was actually to its benefit. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times when like animated films cut to live action sections, it kind of changes the energy, the feel of the the film, mm-hmm. usually to its detriment because it just jars you and it doesn't yeah. sink in with the rest of like the tone that the movie's going for. Whereas here, we start with like yeah. the pirates yeah. and it kind of sets the silly tone of the rest of the movie. And it's part of the language of Spongebob as a exactly, series because yeah. you always have like patchy the pirate segments yes, yeah. and like things where, yeah, we just like cut to like one of my favorite jokes in all of spongebob is in the episode with the flying dutchman where they get kidnapped and he's like a ghost pirate that's kidnapped them on his ship and then the only way that they can escape is through the perfume department and so it cuts to like this footage of a department store and them like running like they're going through a war zone while people are like trying to spray perfumes at them and that's absolutely like a classic non sequitur absolutely bizarre like Mm. yeah sort of sort of thing and it but it uses the incongruity of the footage and the fact mm. that that footage is like 90s stock footage as yeah. well like yeah. it's not like good looking footage <laughs> no. yeah. and it's the same here we're like all of the aesthetic of all of the the filmed stuff here is made to not feel no. like modern or flesh it's made yeah. to look really dusty vhs everything's yeah. kind of that brown tinted <laughs> like mm. yeah. i don't know and it, it, it's 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 not made to be like cool look live action it's been like mm. oh, this is just part of this world and it's a weird it is incongruous yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do like that they incorporated it early, so that like when we come back to it at the end, yeah, you're like, oh, we, we set that up. That's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you get stupid stuff like the Hasselhoff, like the yeah. Hasselhoff boat, which again, I like, think that works great. Uh, I right? really enjoy it's, the Hasselhoff joke. It's one of the yeah. most like you know memorable. Th- yeah, it's yeah. one of the most memorable thing about this film. <laughs> it's just Hasselhoff yeah. with his mouth. <laughs> like, well, and, like, you, and you don't need to know. Baywatch or no, like yeah. Hassel Hoff. Yeah. Like it's just like it's this guy that is somehow able to be a boat. Like yeah. if you yeah. know that, great. But and he's got know. a funny name. Yeah. 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 But I think the things like that, like those cameos, I was worried that rewatching it, those things would be like the only things that make this movie great. Because yeah. so often when they make hmm. big movie versions of you know a well-loved series they rely so much on cameos or like the star power oh, of the oh. voice actors involved yeah, yeah. Mm. but though all of those funny little cameo elements always feel like cherries on top <coughs> of an already very well like written and constructed product and even the famous voice actors and stuff they never seem gratuitous or like they've only been picked because of their star power like they all kind of conceal that in some ways like we've got like a character played by Alec Baldwin, but it doesn't even really sound like him. He no, just sounds no, no. like a... And he has, like, a cool gruff Ten lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Do you remember, like, 
Scarlett Johansson was distinctly being sold as part of this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that burned into my mind. Yeah, me too. Because I remember when I watched it, I was like, it sounds just like her. So I yeah. was like never unaware that it was her. Um, so like, I guess that was my only point in that. And also like in terms of her performance, she hasn't quite mastered voice acting yet. Yeah. She <laughs> sounds a little bit checked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like yeah. her performance in her, like... A years later, I'm like, yeah. that is, that's a great That's where she's worked how to do, how to do voice acting mm. later Whereas on. Whereas here, it's just like, okay, cool. And I think, I mean, we'll get into the bananas as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sometimes mm. is the material that she's working with exactly, as well. yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I think before though, is there any other things that like really worked for us in this film? It's like, we've kind of talked about, like, it's like a lot of it just is really strong. Like in those kind of, like we, we've said like, oh, it's funny, like we, I don't know if it's worth going, oh, that bit's funny, that bit's funny. Yeah. But, like, a yeah. large bits of it work. Yeah. Um, any, I, any other standout funny moments, though, that, like, we can highlight? I, as a kid, I yeah. just loved the Goofy Goober rock sequence Goop, at the yeah, end. The, I think, and I still enjoy it. The Goofy Goober lineup of, of yeah. the thug tug thugs like there's trying like, to like uh, hold their faces yeah. trying to well, like I, I, not sing the goofy goober i guess because there's like two like really big additions to this movie yeah. which yeah um is as you're saying in the, the goofy world goober. yeah so there's the, the the royal family are in your edition and then the goofy goober yeah ice cream parlor and i think what those goofy goobers uh, and sorry uh, we can jump back to that kind mm. of sequence that you're talking about but like yeah what the goofy goober kind of represents is like it's it's like a full thematic like yeah what spongebob and patrick are all about and i think that addition thematically even though i think i was kind of weirded out when i first saw it uh, i was like oh because you're like this whoa, isn't in the canon we've never seen of, of this chronology before mm. <laughs> like it makes sense that there is like a, a community that they feel like they belong to that is very reflective of them and it's a cool you know it's a fucking peanut like I yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah i think just the fact that it's like what uh, i want to rock or whatever but the mm. goofy goober rock parody mm. version which is my first experience of the song so later on i heard this was a real song and i was like ah oh. and it's disappointed because i thought it was just from this from movie song. um <laughs> they but... did subvert my expectations though because like as a kid you're like oh goofy goober that's gonna come back and be like an evil version of that is gonna come <laughs> and attack them in the end and that never happened that which... goofy goober is a pure good oh, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was um, tr- trying to remember like because i was like is this the one where he like wears the like the marching band thing i was, and I was no, like just an episode, episode. it's yeah. an iconic just it's yeah. an instrument like the good thing about spongebob is like it's secretly like a musical like throughout the tv show there are a lot of musical numbers and then yeah. like yeah. in this yeah. like the campfire have... song yeah campfire song fun yeah fun yeah yes um and in this we have uh, uh um, the goofy goober we have like the like thing where they were like oh we're we're becoming men now that we're men what it's called. Mm. now that we're men yeah. and then yeah that's yeah, goober, goober rock yeah, and then you actually have yeah, this is a, it's another little little bottle is uh, you have some great tunes playing over the credits, including yes, the, the flaming lips. Yeah, SpongeBob I, and Patrick confront the psychic yeah. wall of inner energy, um, which is a great song, which oh, I, I did have on my iPod I when I was in high lips. school. <laughs> it's a great, it's a I great tune. I wasn't aware of them when this was airing because I was eleven, but I. Like maybe even a couple of years later, I was like mm. ex- obsessed with like the soft bulletin and Yoshimi battles the pink robot. Yeah. And I still stand them to this day, <laughs> even though that's maybe lame now. But I, yeah, just like no, that was a great, that was a stand up band of the thousands. I love <laughs> so much. Um, and yeah, but just when I heard Wayne Coyne's voice, I was like, they got him for this? Okay. Yeah, and this is the thing is, you know that they volunteered and were like, yeah, can I we know, be in the Spongebob 100% movie? 100%. Like, <laughs> their, their brand. Um, I also just like, one last thing I want to highlight is when the, the whole promotion 
thing is a masterclass in cringe humor. Because I was laughing. You all know how it was going to go. SpongeBob was, wasn't going to get his you, promotion. Of course not. Obviously. But the way they executed it was just... <laughs> it was so funny. funny. His name begins yeah. with is. I tell the <laughs> James is like football. falling out of his seat. Yeah. It was too real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was... It was executed to perfection <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah falling off with my seat really yeah. it was really funny well should we jump to some bananas then? yeah and i, I want to do i want to do a little thesis here okay right. um so this is a thing this was one of my one of my big problems with the spongebob musical and i think the similar problem though not to the same extent happens in this movie is i think one of the the things that is really crucial about spongebob humor and we've talked about like some of the other things that are particularly good spongebob humor but another crucial thing is that there are opposing like the way that we treat stakes Mm. in in spongebob is always oppositional to how it should be expected so high stakes situations are treated with very low stakes and low stakes situations are treated like life or death and that's where a lot of the humor comes from so we've got you know like again like we're just talking about that other joke before like flying dutchman ship like, they're, they're kidnapped, everything's bad, they're on this sort of pirate ship, treated pretty casually, there's lots of sort of gags, going through the perfume department, treated with <laughs> high stakes for in a war zone, like, and that's yeah. where the humour sort of comes from. <laughs> yeah. So, both, like, yeah, in, in the musical, it's like, there's a volcano coming and it's going to destroy Bikini Bottom and so Spongebob has to save the day. And so where that fails is the main plot, which is about Spongebob having to go and save the day, because I'm like, this is boring. This is high stakes, which is high stakes. Mm. Where it succeeds in the musical is Squidward's plot, which is I'm going to run a telethon to stop the volcano, <laughs> which will be me doing a big tap dance. And I'm like, yes, that's great. That's treating like the, 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 the high stakes thing. You're treating, treating with an absolutely useless solution. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're, the, the thing that's mm-hmm. most important is this like big theater production which is obviously not going to do anything important um and here i think it's the thing where i think the stuff that works like really well is like stuff like yeah this manager job the way that spongebob pictures the manager job is like he's a specialist like fbi kind of (laughs) like yeah there's sort of the whole dream sequence at the start is this thing of like yeah i'm gonna be this like um, you know, the, the cool the cool manager that comes in and saves the day by, like, basically being a special ops agent yeah, <laughs> that has yeah. to, like, save customers. And, like, that kind of idea of, like, him being so sort of upset at being passed over because he's, he's immature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, that's a low-stakes thing getting treated with the high stakes. Yeah. But then when we get into, oh, we have to save Bikini Bottom because everybody's being kind of captured by Plankton, like, yeah. I feel like that becomes a bit more conventional. Yeah, I didn't love that. And I don't plot. love it. Yeah. It just yeah. becomes kind of a little yeah. bit more expected, a little bit more, this is what kids' movies do. But and you're like, okay. That, that didn't even ring true for Plankton, really. Because it's not like, what he wants. Yeah, like, exactly. He doesn't yeah. want to take over the world. He wants the mm. secret petty formula, and he got it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, he, he won quickly. about halfway through the film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I think along with that, the, the mermaid characters, for me, don't really work. No. Um, no. Because I, it's like, there's not really, yeah, like... Uh, I think the king is a bit more funny than, than I, Mindy. I, I mean, don't, like, don't know about they're it. trying, they're like, yeah. oh, he's bald. Like, it it just feels like... I do like that when they reveal bald. his bald patch, everybody starts immediately chanting, yeah. bald, yeah. bald! Which is, that which was is funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They've got their game, yeah, but... Yeah, it's they feel very like inserted into the movie. But yeah, and the stakes are too high for that character because he can kill people. Yeah, and like literally kills them all the time. And it seems like again, like it's the humor can't really work because it is like yeah, he will just kill you. (laughs) Oh, and that's the thing as well. Like he also just seems like a character that's been inserted for this movie. Yeah, never to be seen again. Mm -hmm. Like 
you know, the, yeah, the, the cartoon show-itis where they just, like, yeah. introduce characters we do not give a fuck about <laughs> and just, like, figure them into the plot. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, unless they're consequential, yeah. like, them f- in, in Rugrats in Paris, they find Kimmy and um, a new mom, so they introduce a new Rugrat. Right. And I'm like, cool, that actually is consequential. Mm-hmm. And if you then have Chucky's that character come is, back in yeah. future, future. Yeah, she becomes yeah. a new Rugrat. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. cool. But then oftentimes it just, like, the same thing with the Simpsons movie, like, yeah. nothing happens, really. Because it's not like these worlds are devoid of good characters already. Yeah. Like, yeah. I find it really interesting how they don't really make use of any of the other characters. Well, that's characters what I mean. Really? I, I really miss... Patrick. Yeah, I really miss Squidward. Squidward, like, Sandy, Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs is such yeah. a good character, yeah. and he just yeah. gets nothing. Well, I to think do. it's frozen. Like, for I half think the especially film. Mr. Krabs and Squidward, like they're yeah. amazing. Like those are I, like the core four. I was yeah, wishing I Squidward was in the quest. You know, like yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. kind of just hand waved it. Like yeah. Squidward's checked out, so he's not going to yeah. be in the quest. But like that would have provided another layer of yeah. like growing for SpongeBob and Squidward, but also like another foil to like. The yeah. whole journey? Yeah, or if there was a way to yeah, include like this quest format without the sort of like the the life and death stakes and just have them treat something else as life and death stakes. Yeah. It and it becomes funnier and then you can also you've got the other characters freed up to do other yeah. plots. You can have B plots and you can have other yeah. things happening yeah. with those also, characters. That's the thing with Squidward, his main thing was standing up to Plankton, which one didn't really what? feel true. Yeah, I was exactly. like, why would he doesn't care that much? <laughs> yeah. like, the justification <laughs> was his paycheck. I was like I guess, okay. yeah. yeah. But I've never. Well, one nice to see that Squidward is really like their ally, but but it just really add much to like our enjoyment of the film. You and know? Like, like our use of like the Squidward as a character is at his best when we're trying to see him like just failing at whatever sort of uh, like self-actualization he attempts, whether through yeah. visual art, musical art, <laughs> like mm. being oh. fancy, yeah. being mature and adult. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I see why they, why they landed on, I mean, it happens a lot with these TV movies where like, they're trying to like do this high spectacle, like high stakes kind of thing. Same with the Simpsons movie with like the, the dome or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, where like they, people are going to be going along and seeing the movie and paying 15 bucks or whatever and so they want to get bang for their buck and i guess the expectation is that kind of spectacle but um yeah do you think that if it was more like shenanigans in the office or something like that or like i guess that's their kind of concern that like that it just, if it's too small scale even if they treat it as high stakes like will people actually feel like that was a movie well to me what if like so what if plankton offered spongebob manager of the chum bucket sure, or something, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. something like that you know like mm, yeah. that would test his lawyer like something i don't know yeah mm. or like something that kind of grounds it a bit more yeah <laughs> it gets yeah. the whole cast like, involved him, like, I'm, I'm sure like as a you know in terms of like making the plot bigger like having a plot that's bigger because of the number of different characters that mm. are involved from the existing yeah. existing cast would probably be the preference it's like everybody mm. gets a thing to be doing and like yeah. let's work I out really... what each of their plots are yeah. as opposed to because that's a way that yeah when you're writing 11 minute 11 minute television like you are really constrained by the fact that you know you've only got time for like one story maybe one tiny b plot that's running mm. as, a, as a running gag throughout but they've basically got one story and so having you know an hour and a half of a film that you can yeah you can you can have each of these different characters having a story having a plot that's all connected to a main thing mm. but instead they just kind of yeah like shove them under these helmets and we don't have to see yeah. mrs puff and larry the lobster mm. and all these other sort of characters that i'm like and i want to see them have a little yeah. side character yeah. i want to see them have Literally, a little sandy and mrs puff had one line each and it's about I how know. they had to pay to be in yeah on the um announcement 
dancing thing yeah. of the manager. But I think it is hard though because some of the greatness of Spongebob comes from the fact that the episodes are so short yes. and that you don't Absolutely. have to follow up on any of the consequences like yeah. if someone blows up they just pop up <laughs> back, just in come the back the next episode, episode yeah <laughs> like so yeah and that's where a lot of the great humor comes from is that you can mm. just have such a concentrated episode on a really like mm. you know boring kind of topic like if you get you know trapped in the crusty crab over overnight yeah um which i think is one of the episodes or you know What's another? Is like, that the one with that ends with Nosferatu? Yeah, yeah. which is great. Like, what? A, what? A, and again, what a classic! Like, this is not really. This is an edgy humor, but this is a joke kind of for the adults. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like a bodily episode. Incredible. Right? I think they get told by Mr. Krabs that they have to work twenty four hours <laughs> yes. a day to Mr. make Krabs more money. Twenty four hours a day. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're not going to hire any more staff. It's just you it's guys just here him. all night. It's just fun, but, um, I also all night just like annoying each other with no customers going mm. more and more insane and uh, and thinking it, the yeah. hash slinging slasher is coming together yeah the um, hash slinging slasher, the hash slinging slasher yeah, that's that. the one yeah, yeah. <laughs> um whereas yeah those kinds of jokes don't really work in a movie situation because you always mm. see the resolution and I, you always feel like yeah. you need to see the end of things mm. and yeah and it's like we, we need to have an arc somebody has to learn something or there has yeah. to be a journey i guess yeah, some deeper guess meaning so. as well yeah. which mm. a lot of the time spongebob doesn't have any deeper yeah. meaning it's yeah. just like yeah it's not an educational exactly. show an and that's what it's wonderful about it i do yeah. like what the deeper meaning of this yeah is. yeah i yeah, think yeah. That they've chosen yeah. really yeah. well for yeah. like if they have to find anything that you know spongebob has to learn yeah. like this yeah. is a good lesson for I, him i guess i do wish they'd explored the, the just the silliness of having two crusty crabs right next yes, to each exactly. other yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. i also do love that as just like a side <laughs> yeah, like, dumb yeah. gag yeah. of like yeah. <laughs> you do miss like the rampant capitalism of mr crabs yeah. like mm. yeah. you get like a little moment where he's charging a hundred bucks for crappy patties but like not yeah. Much. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's hard to look at this specific movie plot and work out how you could have incorporated those other characters in more. But or we if, definitely miss them. But like, yeah. or if you like need to keep the, the, the Neptune family in there, like you can cull them down. Like, even like there's this whole sequence where it's like, like Misty's like stalling him, and it's like it's probably the, the Nadir of the film where she's like stalling, and he's like, What is that? He's stalling. I said, Don't care if she becomes queen, or I don't care about their relationship. Yeah, because I'm like, we, As far as we know, Bikini Bottom is just like, I don't know, a small, like, uh, like well, yeah, what's, we don't know what they have a monarchy, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's never come up before it's never been a major element of the story you definitely yeah. do feel like a a lull in terms of like when it gets into like the second act where they're like on the road and you're like oh, oh yeah right, i was definitely we're... laughing a lot mm. more in the first act mm. yeah because it's it's setting things yeah. up it's, yeah. and know. when we're back kind of in that the rooted world of of mm. bikini bottom and we kind of know the characters we've kind of got more of that stuff it's that's that lower stakes stuff well, that we kind of <sighs> Yeah. Play with well, and, and like you know they, they still like throughout that second act there are still moments like they're in the bathroom they're like trying to figure out how to get their key into the car I, I, like, I think, I think suddenly, the, the thug tub bit is good bubbles yes. yeah, like yeah. That and like great. they get so enamoured with it like, but, so, but I'd say that's still in the first half yeah, so, so, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm still laughing at that point yeah. I think but you, you pointed this out earlier like Plankton gets what he wants like halfway through the movie yeah. Yeah. he gets the, yeah. the um, secret, formula. The secret formula. formula that's been his overarching but goal also, for the entire but also now he just has it like yeah. even if yeah. everything else he knows I guess, what like, it is in movie chronology he's now in jail forever 
Yeah, that's but true. But like, I of guess. course, that's not gonna yeah. happen in this this the cartoon. So yeah. the, I guess the movie is is very clearly out of chronology. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> it's fun to acknowledge that as well. Like he gets his, gets what he wanted, the Krabby Patty, and he's like, "What do I do now?" Mm. And then like that. Yeah, could lead that could to... be the thing. Rather than him taking over the world, it's like squid. <laughs> like Plankton has 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 achieved his goal, and but now it, what? <laughs> but isn't it like yeah. real funny? Like you know how at the end of Paddington Two, like there's like a whole prison musical yeah and then it's just plankton selling crappy patties in prison or something yeah like there's yeah. There's, there's, there's there's places you can go yeah i, I guess yeah. it's just um yeah i think it is such a shame that we have this huge cast of characters that are all like underutilized so so yeah. so great and we don't get a chance to use most of them is there um, anything else that's sitting with people uh i think you mentioned something earlier Cass, but i can't remember what it was Something about Mindy's characterization. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, ScarJo is, I think, the worst performance. Yeah, I think mm. she's like not. She's pretty wooden. Um, like, the yeah, I don't care for. Her. And I just don't think this character is that is interesting or like she just basically is, is there to be exposition and to be hot for like in terms of Patrick's kind of. But I don't think that's even there. As <laughs> yeah. a, I think that's just it's kind just of like, like a oh, side yeah, as a gag, and it's like it's just a gag. Yeah, and I think you can introduce new characters and like genuinely integrate them in animated films but you have to like be like okay cool this is a, like a vested interest like harley quinn and batman the animated series became her own character because they were like this this is their relationship this is how she fits in with it or is this they're like it's so functional in terms of those scenes but also did she just show up randomly like on their quest yeah to help them like, she just could get out she and, traveled all that way and i was just like if you could travel all the way to the ravine why, why, why didn't you just go you to shell city and save <laughs> exactly. the day or yeah. like at least help them out to yeah. get to the very edge like, like you've got flying seahorse like you know seahorse <laughs> also i do like that they're trying to cross a ravine and get up the other side but also they're in the ocean so they could just <laughs> swim across <laughs> <laughs> but that's SpongeBob is like a hilarious relationship with gravity and the fact that yeah. they're underwater. And like, water as well. Yeah. I mean, like all that fire that was coming out of there's Neptune's constant trident, fire underwater like, in yeah. SpongeBob. It's like we just ignore that stuff. A, a model that you a... informed me of is a behind-the-scenes kind of moment where yes. you said that there's a, a huge David. Yeah, Hazel having hop. watched again, the Hattie had owned this DVD or at least had it out and watched all the special features. Yes, they did build a giant wax David Hasselhoff. They, uh, a giant wax David Hasselhoff. Yeah, try to say that um, five times fast. Yeah, uh, for the um, the this this close-ups of his body when the uh, the characters are animated riding him. Mm. Um, which yeah, I mean you now when you know that if you're then watching the movie you're like oh that's clearly a wax model. <laughs> like, it's not a guy, but um, it's, it's good yeah, it still looks good. It's well, it well does done. look good. The the hairs on his legs it's really very right? detailed. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, stand out. I do love the gag of his pics just separating. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. I think he really it's committed so to that funny. bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. he, yeah. He's like the butt of the joke, but not really. Like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Love that. Cool. Well, it sounds like uh, we've done a, a thorough analysis of mm. SpongeBob. Now we've got our bag here. What do we do with it? Let's move to bag or biff. Bag or biff. Uh, adaptations of um, TV shows like have that pressure to be bigger, to be bolder, um, and like often lose sight of what makes them special. Um, this movie, I don't think, loses sight of what makes it special. There is enough stuff that is really, really funny, amusing, and like reflective of the SpongeBob sensibility that it's really worth. Kind of, you know, if you if you've never seen SpongeBob, I'd recommend that you know season one to three, and then cap it with this as well as kind of intended and then probably end it there 
but like i wouldn't leave this out of it just because it feels the need to like do this large bombastic kind of plot like you know of the characters that are in there you know love love spongebob and and, and patrick but also a big fan of plankton as you were saying mm-hmm. and like it's nice to see him gary. be snarly and evil <laughs> Um, oh, Gary didn't get much either. It's no, all right. Yeah. Gary, Gary very rarely gets much. Yeah. His, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with that, like, I do think it gets a bit dull here and there in terms of, like, where it's just getting through the, oh, you have to do this in order to get the crown, and, like, you know, who who really cares? But there's some great gags. It's really amusing, and it's a bag for me. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Like, I... Yeah, when I first watched this, I really had no opinion of the SpongeBob movie. I remember Scarlett Johansson and her little like glasses girl mm. drag, and also the the David Hasselhoff. But I think now watching it with like you know knowing what SpongeBob is, and what you know, like I can like look back at SpongeBob and like kind of identify what I really liked about it, and you know, um, and seeing what this is and like how that is kind of preserved for the, for the most part, the humor is present um the animation is definitely crisper in this film it's like Mm. much better than spongebob usually um but i think all in all even though i was really missing some of my favorite characters like you know squidward sandy cheeks the only cheeks you saw were patrick's like (laughs) um he was nude a lot in this film there's a lot of patrick nudity in this (laughs) very daring role for patrick (laughs) um yeah, I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it is short. It it did get, like, a little boring towards the second half, but there's enough there that I really enjoyed stupidly laughing at that I, you know, had a pleasant time watching it. So, you know, it's a bag for me, really. And also another thing that I love about SpongeBob is the, the, the scoring and the oral cues of SpongeBob is so recognizable. Yes, yeah. I just love the, the whole nautical kind do, of, like... do 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 like yeah. those audio cues yeah can't can't eat yeah. them so well yeah it's a bag for me yeah um yeah i mean i actually feel like my opinion of this movie has not shifted at all actually since <laughs> 2004 like i think the things that i like about it i still like about it the things mm. that i didn't like about it i still don't like about it i remember coming out of it being like that was like a good episode of yeah. spongebob yeah. but not like my favorite episode no. of spongebob yeah. Um, and I still feel like that. Like, it's a solid episode. Mm. Like, you know, it's, it's not an episode. It's, a, it's, a, it's on the quality of a solid episode, but not probably a standout. Um, mm. I think SpongeBob is at a level where a solid episode is still a bag for yeah, me. Yeah, it's still good. Because, um, yeah, there are, there are aspects of this, like, sequences that just work really well. Um, I think there is a missed opportunity for it to be better, and there are some sequences that definitely do drag a bit. But, I, th- I think the Goofy Goober edition is really good. Yeah, like that <laughs> yeah. Goofy Goober stuff is, is is fun, and it's like it, it doesn't feel like it feels like a, a continuation of like one thing oh, that's not yeah, exactly, exactly. A, a banana or a bottle, but there are definitely elements of this film which kind of feel like mirrors or echoes, if not like copies of stuff from previous episodes like the yeah. goofy goober thing is very similar to the like weenie hut jr yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah episode where they're trying to get into like a really scary like tough bar yeah. um but yeah sort of keeps getting sent to, to weenie hut instead um and in fact that episode feels kind of like the, the sort of precursor of mm. this movie yeah. um yeah. but uh yeah and i but i think it's like because it's sort of building on existing stuff from that series um yeah i think those are the elements that that work and, and so yes it's a bag from me oh 
Yeah, I I agree. I think it's held up a lot better than I almost thought. I was a bit afraid to go back to it. I think initially because probably just because I knew what was coming. I feel like after this movie, the quality of SpongeBob just declined so, so rapidly. Yeah. And it was a real like blow, I think. I think it felt like it started to be made for kids, which seems yeah. like, it's, it seems like unfair because it's a kid's show, but like, yeah, it just seemed more made for kids as opposed to people goofing around and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many reasons why the later episodes just don't really hold up for me. But I think definitely, as you guys have said, there's so much in this movie too enjoy and so much that harks back to what we all love about Spongebob and I think what really works for me that you probably can't get across in the series is the like softer moments like the real heart of the movie which for Mm. me is between is about Spongebob and Patrick's friendship and just Mm. how much their presence in each other's lives helps each other to succeed and how they both build each other up so much which I really love and the whole overarching arc um about them you know wanting to be bigger stronger more manly but realizing that they can actually just be themselves and like i still get quite emotional in that moment and james (laughs) compared it to toy story 3 where they've been captured by the cyclops man who's just a man in a like Diving old, old, yeah. old doing some great physical acting. Lots of like, which ah, 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 um, <laughs> really made me laugh. Yeah, a dastardly gift shop <laughs> owner who's trying to dry them out on this like drying rack with a heat lamp, and they basically are <laughs> having their final moments together, mm. and they're just like <laughs> screaming <laughs> at each other the Goofy Goober song, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> but you're like, it really yeah. gets you. You're just like. Oh, I'm so happy that you two have each other in this yeah. final moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I getting emotional? It's bloody SpongeBob. <laughs> but it just shows the power of these characters, like, and the effect they have on, you know, on our lives and the realness of the relationships, like we've yeah. we've discussed, like those those real friendships that you know can get you through anything, or those colleagues that you see every day and you grumble at each other, but really, you know. I, if Squidward had been there with them, he would have been exactly the same. You mm. know, he would have been like, "I love you guys." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have yeah. been like that. Would really have been sweet. a nice yeah. moment for Squidward, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think yeah, the comedy still holds up for me as well. Like a lot of the writing is really funny, um, and yeah, the little vignettes, like when SpongeBob thinks he's got the manager position and he comes up on stage <laughs> and starts giving this victory speech. He was so obnoxious to Squidward as well. Yeah, bit like yeah. next time, buddy. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, and yeah, like there's this moment where Squidward is just cycling through town and he sees everyone else wearing their chum bucket helmets. He's just going to work. He's like, what's happened? And this woman's like, oh, Plankton has um, taken over the Krabby Patty formula and he's making Krabby Patties at the Chum Bucket. And Squid was like, Patty? Chum Bucket? The? With? <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just works so well. Mm. Just the ridiculous silliness of it all. Um, so yeah, definitely a bag for me. And it feels like a very fitting ending i almost wish that it was the end and that we didn't have like you know yeah. the continuation because mm. it feels like a very fitting ending you can tell why they wanted it to be this 
kind of big blockbuster into it all mm. and it ends in such a nice position as well like at the end spongebob eventually gets the manager position um doesn't he? I think. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I forget he how, does, he but he does. Yeah. He gets I guess to be, like Mr. Krabs saving, just decides. Mr. Yeah, he just decides. Save my life, so I'll give you this position. Which I'm like, fair. Yeah, yeah, which is like such a nice, you know, role for him. He's He's been working at the Krusty Krab for, we figured out, 31, 31 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he deserves this. So yeah, He's been an employee of the month for 370 something <laughs> months in a row. Yeah. So yeah. that's how we worked it out, but. Good on you, Spongy. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of just warms my heart that it left, you know, at least his story arc in a really nice place. Mm. But yeah, I think where it lags for me is I wanted to see more of those other characters and see where their lives, you know, maybe ended up or yeah, yeah, um, yeah how they contributed to to this storyline. They were, you know, dealt a pretty rough hand. Mr. Krabs is just frozen the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. God, I want to yeah. see the like, what's it called? Like, uh, what are they called? Like, vignette movie of this, where instead of they were just like, look, we're just going to do like a, a whole lot of 11 minute episodes, like, yeah. with each character feature, and we're mm. going to like have them each cross, like, we're going to see, like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, the, the, the SpongeBob one, and then like the Patrick one, and the Squidward one, and they all like cross over into each other's like yeah. stories, and we yeah. see like what they're all doing on one day. That'd and be like, fun. Yeah, oh, who stole the Krabby Patty? And you get to have yeah. like each of those characters, including like, yeah. oh, like the, the, the fish that wears the brown pants, he could yeah. have his yeah, own yeah, like, his own like, like oh, yeah. episode. That's yeah, my, sure. it's my pitch yeah, uh, to yeah. go back to 2004 and time travel, and that's my pitch for the movie. That's, um, a, <laughs> a, that's a full bag for the Spongebob movie. That's yeah. a full bag, yeah. as, as, as it deserves, it's I a think. Full yeah. Mob, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, Catherine, do you have anything coming up that you want to shout out? or? Um, so, not too much going on at the moment in terms of performance-wise. Um, Cass and I are both members of the Wellington Footlight Society. Yes, both starred in Soho Cinders, according to, to Matt and James' description <laughs> of the show. Leave me out of this narrative. <laughs> it was James I chose a word. It was the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the next thing for us as a society, we'll be doing a 1920s-themed speakeasy uh, review concert at the Courtney Creative on oh, Courtney Place yeah. um, from the 12th to the 14th of May. Um, What's it called? I think it's just called like Speakeasy by Footlights. Oh, um, right. yeah. yeah, no, it'll be a whole experience. There'll be a full bar, um, some drinks and nibbles, so you can kind of get up and get drinks while you're watching. Um, there'll be tables, table mm. service. Um, and some cool tunes from the era, but also some newer songs that have been arranged in, in 1920s style. So, yeah, definitely check that out. And otherwise, I'm on Instagram at Catherine Gavigan um, if you want to see some of my felting. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. She's very good at felting. Amazing. Got really into needle felting over lockdown. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's me. That's cool. Awesome. Hopefully we can actually get to see that show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah. it happens. Hopefully. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much for, for guesting on this. This has been a really lovely, wholesome experience. Yeah. Catching up on some, some yeah. childhood yeah. memories. It's nice so to much. look back at yeah. like, it is. you know. Because, I mean, this film was actually pretty well received, I think. Right? Or I think so. Yeah. I, think so, yeah. I feel like people poss- probably came up with the same sort of reaction that we did. Of yeah. just like, oh, yeah. like a solid SpongeBob episode. But, yeah. You know, yeah. 
we review it because we want to, <laughs> and because Look. we can. Well, and I, <laughs> I have no, and I think no reason to, le- to legitimate Max elements to it as well. Oh, yeah, for sure, exactly. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's like not, it's not good perfect. to have a wider critique of you know movies derived from like existing shows. Yeah, they because need a I talking think, to. Honestly, yeah. there's a there's a similar adaptational problem with, with a lot of them. It's most, about how yeah. to turn that scale into into a movie length is is difficult, and it it rarely works yeah. completely. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this podcast is already movie length, so... <laughs> yeah, and, and like, we love having guests guests on, so uh, you can always get in touch with us at uh, MixBagPod or MixBagPodcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email us at MixBagContact at gmail.com. Amazing. We actually know what we're doing next. We um, do, actually. We do, yes. I can't recall right now, but oh, it's, it's been written in a spreadsheet. Oh, we do know. I know what it is. Okay. It's from the bag to the book. And that's the oh, only clue yes. that we're, do- what we're giving. It's going to be a real time for us <laughs> next time. Yeah. How enthusiastic. Yeah. More on that next episode. <laughs> but for now, that's, that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.